0: It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. Hey, I get him, get him, It's over. It's over. It's It's over. It's over. It's over.
1: It's It's over. It's over. I mean, these things that I think I'm spiritual, not religious, but you can celebrate Kwanzaa too. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. What's good? With your girl Rocky.
0: And your boy O.
1: So thank you so much for joining us today for today's episode. And today we're going to talk about spirituality. Since Mm. we're around Christmas, we're going to talk about Kwanzaa a little bit later. But yeah, so first and foremost is this saying.
0: First and foremost. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, O wants to smoke during this podcast, and I can't because I'm about to go to work. But, um, that's another aspect of spirituality we will get into in a little bit. So, don't mind him if he starts to get
0: goofy, but, um, I don't get goofy, I get smart, baby. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, this saying, I'm spiritual, not religious... So, what does that mean? More and more millennials in particular. And coffin. Come on. Get it together.
0: (laughs) This is what happens, y'all. Okay? All right. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Anyways, more and more millennials are abandoning religion. Right. And saying, I'm spiritual, not religious. So, what does that mean Mm. exactly? Okay.
0: Okay. So, the way I interpret it is, like, a lot of us are... We got caught up in the the rules of religion and the institution of religion, which has been corrupt and, like, you know, disingenuous for a minute. Instead of concentrating on the actual morality and goodness and caring nature of what most religions in the world try to uh, uphold to,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know? So people get caught up into, like, like the... Like the rules, like I was saying, like they were like, okay, well, you can't get married uh, if you're uh, in the same sex, or you shouldn't have a sexual relations if you're the same sex, or uh, you shouldn't be eating this, or you need to be doing this on Sunday and this on that. So it's a lot more restrictive, and instead of it being more aspirational, I think a lot of the religions, um, a lot of people who define themselves or categorize themselves as as being religious, uh, look at those rules and they're rigid. And they're not looking at the morality that comes with those things, and looking at the gray areas in between those things, and looking at how you can judge those uh, just those rules off of your own character. You know? I hate when people say like, "Well, where do you get your morals from if you don't have a religion?" As if like
1: you're <laughs> incapable of having morals. It's like we're not just some heathens out here. Yeah,
0: that's that's like to me, that's they're... wild, crazy. Like as if like we didn't have multiple. Uh, Decades of fucking priests molesting and raping exactly, little boys.
1: Exactly. But you know, they were
0: religious, though, right? So they were automatically good, right? God forgave them. This is my so, point, though. Like, you know, we'll get into it more, but something like that. that and, and, the, and
1: that's the thing. Like, yes, you can have spirituality. Yes, you can have morals without a book. Like, you right. you can have love in your heart. in book written by men. Exactly. You can have love in your heart and compassion for others without having been taught it. Right. And that's, I'm not even talking
0: about, like, again, because for millennials, a lot of uh, Christians, I know who, if there's a Christian millennial listening right now, a lot of y'all are like, well, yes, y'all are preaching to the choir. mm mm-hmm. um, No pun intended. But, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> y'all are preaching to the choir. Like, we're spiritual. We're not, like, you know, religious um, in that way. And that's good. I don't mind you being... uh non-religious in that way and not taking like, those those rules to heart and, and living your life just by them, but by actually looking in your own heart and seeing your own character and what grounds you in your foundation for morality. Um, the stories you were told as a kid, what things you were actually raised on. If, if it's just Christian and you're just going off the book, the book needs to be interpreted. So the book's interpretation is based on whoever's reading it. So the morality is based on whoever's reading the book. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you have to search beyond the book to Mm -hmm. find answers.
1: And see, I want to stop you right there because (laughs) I have issues with the book. See, for me, and we're going to talk about our spiritual journey in a little bit, but like for me, man wrote the book. I don't care if you say, oh, it's it's God's words. God's words were flowing through man. At the end of the day, man wrote that book. I don't know what voices he was hearing. And,
0: And the fact that you think that that book has been non-tainted by anybody who had right? a, an agenda. Do you know how many Like, you know, an agenda to, like, enslave people and exactly. use religion to subdue them and make sure that they're docile? Wait, wait,
1: wait. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Just but, saying. but just, I would like for for the religious to please understand that religion was created, yes, Religion was created. Fight me if you want to. But religion was created. But hold on. Stay with me. Don't lock up and block out what I'm saying. Just listen. Religion was created to, one, give man hope. Hope for the present and the future on this earth and hope for the afterlife. But also to create some sort of understanding about the world around them. We live in a vast universe. And think about back in the day when we was just, you know, had our horses and we was farming and shit. Like, we couldn't understand. We didn't have science to the extent we have now. Like, we didn't understand what was happening. So we needed something to, to make sense of it. So when the rains didn't come to give moisture for our food, we thought, oh, well, there's a God who um who provides the rain and the sun and we have to appease this god or oh um when your wife couldn't get pregnant or she lost mm-hmm. a child then there needed to be a god of fertility and, and motherhood and, and notice all and the stuff birth. that you're
0: you're mentioning is all stuff that's out of your control. So mm-hmm. so in order to rationalize it you have to come up with something higher than yourself that is in control. Mm-hmm. And therefore if you praise this higher self you will be able to have some influence, therefore gaining control again. Mm-hmm. So that 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 hope and all that, and that faith that comes from religion is something that's innate within us to hope for better things and want to be in control of our own destiny. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. The problem lies when you take that, again, like I said, the interpretation of one person can read one verse of the Bible and take one thing from it. The other person can read something else and take something totally different. Mm-hmm. So the morality is within you. Mm-hmm. not the book mm-hmm. so if you're talking about like oh, okay like i'm praising the sun and the sun isn't shining um and i'm saying oh i need to praise to the sun more that it shines more so that my crops can grow that's one interpretation the other interpretation is the sun isn't growing it's probably because my neighbor is always on my side of the fence if he stayed on his side of the fence then god would be pleased and the sun was shining on both of ours so i need to kill my neighbor because he keeps disrespecting my property
1: So, yeah, about this whole my shit is right and yours (laughs) is wrong, you do not know. You You have not died and come back. And I mean, like, dead for, like, days weeks months type of shit not no near death i went out for a coma
0: you're still conscious right exactly in terms terms of like your physical being you're still
1: there it's still in there (laughs) so i mean like fully dead in the ground wake up come back okay right so only then and then again that might be somebody's interpretation because we use what we know to make sense to us so if you believed in religion and the bible and stuff before you died you probably gonna come back saying some shit about you know the heaven and the light and god and whatnot so i just want you to understand that everyone has their own beliefs and that is okay as long as you don't use your beliefs to put someone else down
0: and that in line a problem where i have a problem with uh like i said the religion because mm-hmm. a lot of people use it as a mask and a scapegoat like we just talked about this thing like the whole roy moore thing with like guy was like molesting all Oh these, my god. These and these people little girls. were like,
1: "Well, if God forgave him, I can forgive yeah, him." Yeah,
0: okay. All right, you can do that if you want to. Um Yeah. But that's my point. It's being used as a way to say, "Shut up, forgive him, vote for him so we can get these tax cuts." Do you think these people care?
1: Ooh. You, you know what <laughs> I liked? In the book that's of what I'm e- saying. the book of it's Eli. Being-
0: was good yeah, yeah it with movie.
1: denzel and because that was the thing the mm-hmm. people wanted the bible because they knew that they could contr- control, control people, people with, it, with it. it because you're you're supplying them with hope that's that's what religion is it's hope but i did want to say because you talked about it a little bit um the main difference between spirituality and religion is that religion is a relationship with people Like, it's a relationship with the pastor. It's a relationship with the congregation. It's a relationship with people Mm. inside a building that Mm -hmm. man-made. Whereas spirituality is more your personal relationship with whatever you believe. I'm going to come back to this term, higher power, but with whatever you believe. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I've had some Christians who say, oh, I'm spiritual, I'm hesitant to believe you, but just because you're still associated with the book and with the people type of thing. So that's just my own personal thing. But if you're finding that personal relationship with your high power, go for it. Just don't use your missionaries to come to somebody else's land to say that their beliefs are wrong and yours are right.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, There's a certain arrogance to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, people have said this reverse. They said, oh, atheists or people who describe themselves as atheists. I don't, by the way. I'm agnostic as in I don't know. I literally don't know. And Mm -hmm. I I would love to find out. That would be great when my time comes. But I'm not in a rush uh, for that. (laughs) But, like, the arrogance is not that uh, atheists think they know everything. The arrogance is that uh, they, they, in a lot of the people who have the religions, who feel like they know exactly their God is right. It happens like this. This is how you get to heaven. And they say heaven's real. It's proven. It's like you have all these facts and facts and facts. Quote, alternative facts. I mean, to you, your interpretation of facts without any proof. So it's based on all on faith. And if you can admit that, cool. But the problem lies when you try to dictate my life or the lives of others based on your belief and your faith that you cannot even prove. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you try to trick people into believing it again. Like if if, if your shit is good, people will come. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't gotta you don't gotta be like, yo, let me tell you about Jesus. Nah, Jesus, people know. Mm-hmm. People would know. Like people know, and that's why people are leaving. The more they're finding so, out about other stuff.
1: So, so I was gonna ask you, why do you think there's a surge in millennials abandoning we religion? But what does that mean? What are we learning? What?
0: Okay, so. Basically, the internet, we're the first generation to actually be exposed to the internet in a generation where we're growing with it. So,
1: with the internet, you mean knowledge at our fingertips.
0: knowledge with quick access and access to other perspectives Mm -hmm. from other regions Mm -hmm. and other cultures. Mm -hmm. So, when you see someone saying, oh, my religion's the best, or even like this country's the best or something like that, Mm -hmm. and then you just look up and you go to a Canada. Oh, we're also or,
1: traveling too. Yeah, we're traveling mm-hmm.
0: a lot too. So if mm-hmm. you just look up other places and, and look up other cultures, and you're also you're also um, being encouraged to discover these things mm-hmm. um, when you interact on the internet because people challenge each other online. So I know there's trolls, but there are sometimes good discussions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when you do get exposed to some stuff that you haven't been exposed to before, it draws you in. Because that might be what you actually are connected to, but you would, never knew, you would have never it. known it yeah. if you, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't know what you like if you haven't been exposed to it in terms of uh, beliefs or, or faiths or, or just traditions mm-hmm. that help you stay guided in, in whatever path that you want to take. Um, so a lot of people who have just grown up Christian have never even gone to a mosque don't know anything about the Quran like, how similar it is like to the why Bible. Like, why are
1: you Christian? <laughs> oh, because I believe the beliefs, but you grew up as Christian. So, did you choose it or did you just go along with it and that's all, right. that, all that you Right, researched? so if
0: if, if it's if you grew up in um, in India,
1: mm-hmm. uh, in a, a, a town <laughs> that was
0: predominantly Muslim or, or Hindu, you? mm-hmm. like, you're not, it's going to be a completely different scenario. You're going to grow up Hindu.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, it's like, you can't just... You can't just say, oh, well, I'm right because, you know, that's what I believe. There's reasons why you believe these things. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people even, like, if they are listening, probably not by now. But you get uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my point right now. It's like you get uncomfortable with even the challenging of anything uh, of your beliefs. My, my question to you is why? If you're strong in your conviction and your beliefs and they're unwavering, then why do you feel like it's a threat when somebody has something... That challenges that, and is and why don't you feel like your own religion can't hold handle the scrutiny? Mm-hmm. Why can't you answer certain questions? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to ask yourself that question. I'm good. You know, I I I'm, I figured out stuff for myself in a certain way that I I rely on. I grew up Christian.
1: Well, okay, so I was but gonna yeah, say, what's you, what's your spiritual journey?
0: Right. So I grew up Christian, very Christian. <laughs> um, I still consider myself. The, if if you say. Christian values, like how people always say that. I, I if, if I were to say the best of what Christianity could be, it is like loving your neighbor as you would uh, love yourself, treat others like how you want to be treated, take care of the poor, be of a healer, a, a, a person who's of service to others, and um, reject not capitalism, but greed. You know? <laughs> capitalism? I mean, yeah, I guess so. But again, like the people who, it's just like with Christianity. Capitalism, if it was run by people who actually cared, would actually work. Christianity, if it it was run by people who actually, like, again, all the stuff I just spouted out. That's all that I take from Christianity. I don't
1: know. Let's talk about these tithes and offering. That's
0: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Other people are corrupt by nature, and they use religion. But for me, that's how I grew up with those values that I just mentioned. Um, And I took those. I also had some Muslim friends. You know, I learned from them. I also had some Jewish friends, not that many. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> but uh, I did, and I, I I asked them about their religions at times too. Um, I also have traveled, so you know all all this continues to be a journey in terms of my spirituality. Is I take from pieces, uh, different pieces of other people's uh, spirituality in terms of like okay, let's say meditation. I meditate. A lot of people say they pray. The difference it's not it's it's very subtle depending on on what you're doing like if you're praying for certain things you're warning them to manifest themselves Mm -hmm. if you're meditating and concentrating on certain things you might do it but you might not say it like oh well thank please god let me Mm -hmm. get this you're Mm -hmm. saying you're saying you're concentrating you might visualize it and other stuff like that but speaking into speaking into existence Mm -hmm. you know that's a common theme across a lot of religions Mm -hmm. so again like a lot of it's similar in terms of the good parts People choose to focus on others or choose to take advantage of others by using religion to do so.
1: Or not give credit to themselves. Like I had somebody on Facebook who was like, who, who got an A on some paper or some assignment for school. And he was like, thank God and only God. And I was like, thank yourself. You were the one who studied. Yeah. Now sure, there were plenty of times where I didn't study and was coming out that test mm-hmm. like, thank you God for letting me pass this shit because I did not study and that was sure all miracle. But <laughs> but when you studied your ass off, give yourself props. Mm-hmm. When you worked your ass off to pay them bills, give yourself props. Okay.
0: But what they would say is God worked through me.
1: Anyways.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that I think that. Right now, I would, I would consider myself, um, I, I wouldn't define myself. I don't know what I would define my spirituality as. It's like, I can go into a church at any time, and you would think I was there every Sunday. Because I would know all the songs. <laughs> I'd be standing up, probably dancing and praising more than everybody. Because I like the community. I love the music. I love the people. I'm talking about Baptist Church, of course. <laughs> I I mean, of course. <laughs> In case you didn't know. Um, but... And and when I go there, there's no, like, oh, he's changed into a blank, blank. You know what I mean? Because when you see me, I let you see who I am. And then I let you dictate how you feel about me, about my character. Now, if you're going based off of a religion, maybe that says something about you that you feel like you have to define somebody by uh, that type of faith. hmm Because my faith is it's not defined right now by, like, oh, I am this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I am me, and I am diverse in my opinion, my thought and my and in my faith it it it's a faith of positivity that's what I believe everything I do every motion I'm moving i, I want to go in a positive direction I'm not trying to hurt nobody like if you i'll defend myself of course <laughs> you know ain't no chump shit around here, but it's like you i'm moving in positive directions like I don't got time for negative shit like if you want some shit where it's like you're um, trying to bring other people down and you're you're just that type of person um I wish you the best, but you know you're not gonna be in my space
1: I would definitely if you were to give your faith words, I would say positivity, love, and light.
0: That works for me <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what about you? What would you say your spirituality is? Well, for my spiritual journey, I was raised um baptist- Christian. Yes, Lord. Um, we went to a black church in D.C. God is good. All the time. There you go. <laughs> See? It's automatic. about <laughs> it. And, um, yeah, so we went to a black church in D.C. for when I was younger. But two things happened. One, we moved from where we were to a lot further away. And then the church also shut down. So there was many years, I think, like, my middle school years to beginning of high school that I didn't go to church. Um, So during this time, and even when I was there, I was always questioning Hmm. everything. Like, why is this? What is that? I was always questioning it. I even, in fact, wrote a poem called Question It (laughs) um, uh, because of it. But uh, I was always questioning things. And no one gave me the answers that made sense.
0: Okay, so what was something like... uh responses you got back because some of these responses that adults give kids about religion are hilarious
1: so one of the things this wasn't really what i got when i was younger but i've noticed a lot when adults are questioning christianity and it's like you're not supposed to question it because that means you have less faith in god or less faith in jesus christ and i'm like holy shit the religion is saying that you're not supposed to question it like that means like they why, really don't want you to know. Right? Anything. That's what I was saying
0: before. Like, if why wouldn't I be able to question it? If you're so great,
1: yeah. you should be able to take the scrutiny. Exactly, exactly. Are like,
0: oh, you want to challenge? I will prove to you every time because exactly. I'm so amazing. Exactly, Go ahead.
1: exactly. On. So I was questioning it. So yeah, the the responses I would get would be. Um, God works in miracle ways. We can't know His plan, or His plan's bigger than us, and just like vague stuff that's not a response, basically. My biggest thing when I was really little was why aren't dinosaurs in the Bible? <laughs> I don't know if I ever got a response to that.
0: No. <laughs> no. Now they've had, they have like creationists, I think they're called, mm-hmm. and they believe that like dinosaurs were back there. And they just weren't recorded for some. I don't even know the story. I don't, know, I don't It's know. a lot. They just trying so hard yeah. to just. It's okay. Like it's you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's okay.
1: But anyway, so I was questioning a lot of things, and then when we went, when I was in high school, we found a black church. Now, mind you, when I moved, I was in a majority white town. So this black church meant everything because if you went to this black church, that meant you knew every black person in the town because we all went to this See, one church. I, I love. We all went to this one church, so you knew everybody. So I love that. Um, I was gonna talk about it a little bit later um, as far as the black church in general, but so we had this black church and I was going there, but it's like, even when we joined, like they asked me why I joined and my dad joined the same day as I did. My mom joined a little bit earlier cause she was going first and then we joined her. Um, and my mom is more religious. My dad's more scientific, more evolution based and I was more connected with that. Um, but I, I think he appreciated the black church as well. So he joined, and I joined with him. And they were like, oh, yeah, why'd you join? I was like, because my dad didn't. I was like, I didn't have a reason other than, like, I don't believe in (laughs) it. So, (laughs) like, I didn't. And then, like, we had to go to Bible study. We went once and never went back. I used to. Yeah. Yeah, no. But, um. so then, okay, so now I'm in high school. So now I'm taking world religions. Or, no, I was taking world history. But in that class, I was learning about religions and uh so we're learning about islam and we're learning about hinduism and we're learning about just different religions and different ways of thinking and different belief systems and that's when i really started to question it because i was like there's so many different beliefs in this world and you think you're right it's like what so I think at this time I started calling myself an agnostic, which means you believe in a God, but you don't really know what is going on. Or a deist, which is you believe God set up the the universe to run on its own. So I was playing around with those labels um, at the time. And then I was also starting to watch Avatar The Last Airbender on mm. Nickelodeon. Good show. If you have not watched this show, this is a beautiful show. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> uses, it uses Eastern philosophies. So it uses Buddhism. Um, just all the Eastern philosophies, basically. Um, and I really connected with that. And that came out in 2006. And I really connected with that. I was watching that in high school. And then in 2009, Avatar The Movie with the Blue Indians came out, and I really connected it with that. Now, mind you, I was always connected to Pocahontas when I was little, I was really connected to that. And I've always been connected to nature, but these two, these, this show, Avatar the Last Airbender and Avatar The Movie gave me the words, gave me the actual, this is what I believe, this is what I connect to, it gave me that confirmation. But I didn't denounce Christianity, and so I went to college. Mm. Okay, so that's when I finally said, I'm, yeah, I'm not a Christian. I'm really not so right now and then when I went into college then I started researching other belief systems because I was like okay I'm not a Christian so what the fuck am I so let me research some shit again let me see which belief system best fits with what I believe so I was studying Hinduism I was studying Buddhism I was studying Taoism Confucianism I was studying animism, which is the belief of spirits within nature. And it was like, I liked a little bit of each thing, but I didn't believe in one thing wholeheartedly. And I was like, I can't identify as any one thing if I don't believe every single thing, which I've heard some Christians like they had it on the game when Wendy Raquel blacked out some passages in the Bible. And she was like, I wasn't filling them parts. So it's like you're identifying as such, but you don't believe everything. And then you want to pick and choose what you do believe, but then be mad. Somebody else is picking and choosing something else. Yep. It's like, you either believe it or you don't. Which one? So because I couldn't identify with anything wholeheartedly and believe everything that they believed, I said, you know what? I'm not going to label myself. Yeah. So my label now is I'm spiritual, not religious. And what that means to me is that I believe... Oh, and we were talking about this um, a little bit earlier, uh, about this higher power title. Uh-huh. I don't believe in a higher power. Because I believe we are all one. We are all connected. We are energy flowing within and without each other. Within the universe, within plants, within animals, within humans. Everything is energy and we are all one. So there can't be a higher power because that would... You stole my answer. <laughs> that, would, that would denote like a different level. And it's like if we're all one, then we're all on the same playing field. So it's this energy and oneness concept as well as spirits within nature... Um, within the universe. um, Yeah,
0: there's an order to things. Mm -hmm. Um, There's an order within the chaos of
2: things.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, we are all connected. Like, what happens to us on uh, a micro level eventually happens to us on a macro level. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just inevitable. It's just the way of things moving. Take a look at climate change. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody in, like, L.A., you got mansions burning down like oil tycoon mansions burning down Mm -hmm. the very same people who were lying about the evidence that they had all this time like you can't run from that shit Mm -hmm. so like mother earth yeah show
1: you who runs this shit (laughs)
0: it's like you can't you can't run from that shit um everything that we do is connected in some way um even on like a a basic level with your your family and friends like Mm -hmm when when someone's feeling down someone's sick it's like there's an emotional feeling that you have that you're connected to that person and on some level you're connected to almost all human beings like that it's just that we're kind of cut off because you know society's a little bit different now yeah (laughs) um but yeah that's you know that's a whole other story
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then also as of late my spirituality has also started to include smoking marijuana (laughs) (laughs) and particularly sativa, because I'm already at a higher place in my mind and in my spirit. So when I smoke sativa, that expands what's going on in my mind. It opens pathways, so I really feel aligned and connected to the universe in my mind, my body, my spirit. I feel that surge of energy within me, and it really brings me to that higher place. Um, So that's why I completely understand why Rastafarians use um, marijuana to get spiritually lighter. Like, I understand that completely because I feel it. And that may not happen for everybody. It may depend on the strain. It may, may depend yeah, if it's sure. sativa versus indica. It may depend on your mindset before you start smoking. It's not. And yeah. marijuana is not for everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It damn sure ain't. Mm-hmm.
1: And we just gonna do another episode of marijuana, like. Just all things marijuana.
0: Just like but, uh, alcohol ain't for everybody. Exactly. Some of y'all definitely need to realize that you know, very soon. But I would definitely
1: <laughs> be for marijuana over alcohol. There's no hangover, but anyways, <laughs> uh, especially as I'm getting older. Ooh, but that was she's pretty much right. Right. Duh, yeah. Geez. But that's that's pretty much what my spiritual journey is. So I'm spiritual, not religious. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about Black Christianity. Oh, uh because um i do want to acknowledge what we have brought into christianity so when we came Some spices so when yeah. we came seasoning on that thing as um, captured africans to become enslaved they used the bible to control us yeah that's the one book they let us read y'all why is that the one book the king james bible why is that the one book they let us read because we're, they, it kept us obedient. If we're worried, a good slave obeys his master. A good slave doesn't fight back against his master and a good slave doesn't run away. So if I'm trying to be a good slave and get into heaven, I need to obey the person who was literally oppressing me. What does that tell you? Because I would have been one of them motherfuckers running away or beating that nigga's ass and I would have just had to go to hell, shit. <laughs> because why am I waiting until the afterlife for my peace? Versus finding my peace on this earth right now.
0: Ooh, there we go. There we go.
1: And then like even with um, that mm. monster who went into that church in Charleston and shot up those nine innocent people, I thought that was it. I was like, we ready? We gonna burn down this country? We, we ready for the revolution? And they forgave him.
0: pretty quick too pretty like the quick day after. i
1: was like you didn't even have time to be mad and in pain you didn't
0: even get time to process it you just cuz you're so quick to forgive pro- the oppressor you're programmed to forgive and that's not even forgiveness that's fake
1: that's, as fuck that's not you don't forget ever that
0: shit is on your mind right now
2: exactly you yeah. didn't
0: you didn't forgive him you still got hurt in your heart mm-hmm. you didn't even let that you didn't even let that shit process mm-hmm. you didn't even get a chance to talk about it you just said oh we forgive him cuz that's what we do
1: mm mm-hmm. mhm so, and that's,
0: that's not, and, that, and that's bad because sometimes you need to have a little bit of remembrance of what's going on to take action
1: mm-hmm.
0: to make sure that it doesn't happen again.
1: Faith without work is dead.
0: So, if you just forgive him and it's like, it's okay, that young man, it's whatever, then there's no like, okay, so how do you get the guns? What militia is he in? Who is he connected to? Are there others like him? Let's have a full investigation of people like him, and let's follow up with this and make sure that the representatives in our district are not just going to brush this aside. But if you brush it aside before anybody else does, they don't have to do it.
1: Exactly. So again, white people have used Christianity to brainwash, condition, and control black Americans. So now,
0: again, there's more of them like that. And then in Charleston, there's another motherfucker over here running motherfuckers over.
1: Let me refresh your memory. And then there's more.
0: And then in Charleston, they had a whole
1: fucking march. Let me refresh your memory. Maybe
0: we could have killed that shit a long time ago if if Charleston had some, some fucking action to it.
1: Let me refresh your memory that they bombed that church in Birmingham with those four little girls. That they set crosses on fire in front of our yards. And our churches. Like... So that, that being said, I don't know how we got here. (laughs) Just realize who gave you the Bible, not your mama, not your daddy. I'm talking ancestors back. Who gave you that King James Bible? Okay. But now that we have the Bible, let's see what we put into it. So of course, as black Americans, we incorporated our African culture within the church. So call and response is something that I love Mm. about the black church and the black community and black culture. That call and response. So, and it's funny, uh, Gary, Gary Owens, the white comedian who's married to a black woman, was like doing a skit on the black church. He was like, why are you talking while that pastor talking? talking? Shh, be quiet. And he's like, no, that's what we do in our church. We talk. So when pastor's st- preaching that word, you like, amen, hallelujah, you just feel the need to respond to the call. That is call and response. Okay. So I love that piece. Of the black church. That's what we've brought in. Um, you cannot forget that music. Now I will say. The only time. I have every, ever felt like. Spiritually connected to something. Is through gospel music. That shit just hey, has a way yeah. of uplifting your spirits. It does. Man. Like that shit just <laughs> gets you hot. Get, get you dancing. You know people be falling out in church. Catching the Holy Spirit is what they say. But uh, you just be feeling it. You know. Um, Let's see what else. Did black people bring i mean i don't know if this is the actual thing but i know we used to sunday's best mm-hmm. we used to dress we used to come in nines got your church hat got your dresses your ties all right y'all little girls y'all remember them little them little ankle socks with the frillies and shit mm-hmm. patent leather shoes
0: I can't vouch for that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember saying, "My I used to be itchy as fuck going to church, <laughs> mom." I mean, these little dresses and stuff. But yeah, y'all remember that stuff. And like I said, like I I appreciate the church experience because you know that's that's black culture right there. That's black culture. Sorry, I took a moment to smoke. But um I'm just here little. <laughs> but um uh, uh yeah, I appreciate the black culture. Is there anything else that you would say defines Oh, another thing?
0: The preaching. Yes. The preaching, dog. The
1: storytelling.
0: Dog. When a when a white preacher, he it's like it's I, don't, well, I can't stereotype cuz there are some that be trying to get down. But it, it took them a while. <laughs> but from the get-go, like, black preachers was on point with it. Like, they knew how to do it. Now, I know there's some white preachers down south that get down, but, like, a black preacher? tough. A pastor that can really, like, deliver that word? Can't nobody deliver it like that.
1: And see, what I liked about the black church that I went to in my majority white town is that my pastor... He was like cute little old man. Like if you see seen Master Disguise, when you think of the turtle, turtle, that's what I think of. Like he's just so cute. But anyways, um, he would always tell stories. And he would be like talking about before he was saved and stuff. So he'd be getting into sin and whatnot. And his mama had to straighten him out, you know. But he told a story. He made it relatable. He made it funny. And then he would sprinkle some religion on it. And I was like, I appreciate cause it. Because the stories had life lessons in it that could apply yeah, to my anybody. pastor else. does that too. But yeah, them life lessons I could apply to anybody, which I'm fully like, okay, I need a soul school where I can have the black church, but not the religion. I'm fully down for this. But um, another thing I was thinking about is at my black church, whatever black church I went to, and mind you, when I visit my family in different states, we would often go to their church, but all them black churches, we had black Jesus. That's how it should be what are you doing as a black person worshiping somebody who does not look like you let me let me remind you the majority of the people on the planet are people of color (laughs) so if you want to go with this whole um, God made me in his image I'm going to need you to worship somebody of color okay (laughs) plus he was of color now, and, and then if you <laughs> want if you want to uh-huh. take the bible as fact his hair was that of lamb's wool whose hair is nappy like lamb's wool let's think about it think about it but anyways
0: and all the pictures that they have his hair is fucking straight
1: That's and blue know.
0: eyes this is what I'm saying. They were lying, bruh. Come on, it's obvious.
1: Right, right. I even heard in Europe, like, if you go, like, to the old ancient stuff, like, they have black Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have, they know what it is. But anyways, I do want to take this moment to say that there was Christianity in Africa before there was actual what it was called Christianity. So those beliefs, a lot of it is tied to, like, Egyptian and Nubian. Like, you can see the the Christianity beliefs. Like, uh, for instance, yeah. Yeah, um, the virgin birth yeah. and the resurrection mm-hmm. and the disciples and stuff like that. Like, you can see similarities within the story um, in Africa, and particularly, like, the eastern side. Um, so what happened was,
0: They jacked our shit again. They jacked our
1: (laughs) shit, yes, okay? Story of our (laughs) lives. So, when the Roman Empire was expanding, they had people in the Mesopotamia who had these pagan belief systems, and then they had this new belief system coming out of Africa, and they were like, oh, we want these people to believe this, so how do we do that? So, people were celebrating the winter solstice, aka Christmas, Mm -hmm. and they were celebrating... Mm -hmm. That, during that time, December 25th, and they were like, oh, well, we should put the birth of Christ on that day, so they celebrate our belief system, too. So that's where Santa, that's where the Christmas tree, that's where the reindeer and the presents came from, those pagan belief systems. Then, there was another celebration, the spring equinox. Yes. When it was talking about the rebirth of life, and the rebirth of the earth, basically, and fertility, and just renewal, and rejuvenation, just all those... Mm -hmm. spring stuff they were like oh we need to tie something to this one too so let's do the resurrection of jesus so they celebrate this so that's where the easter bunny and that's where the eggs come from is because the easter bunny bunnies you know reproduce quickly and egg is a sign of life you know so yeah they had these that's why that's because when i was growing up i was like what the one easter bunnies? Don't have eggs. They have live births. I was like, and then what the fuck does that have to do with Jesus?
2: (laughs) I questioned
0: that too. I was like, wait, wait,
1: what? Exactly. Exactly. That
0: That shit made no sense to me. Right?
1: So, yeah.
0: These are like, I question stuff.
1: Question it. It's
0: okay to question things.
1: In fact, you should. So, yes. White people got Christianity, before it was termed Christianity, from black people. And from the pagan belief system. Well, I mean, that's not even Christianity. That's just the Christian holidays that we associate with it. But um, I do want to take a moment, because that was, again, that was Eastern Africa. That was in Egypt and Nubia and stuff like that. So what the hell were they believing in West Africa and in South Africa and Central Africa? Not sure. Nobody knows this. Every time I ask, they're like, oh, they had their indigenous belief systems. Well, what the fuck were they? Nobody knows. Because that's most of where our... Exactly. And it's like, even in Africa today, most of them are either Muslim or Christian. And Muslims, we talked about the Arab slave trade last episode. Check it out. Um, But yeah, so they're either Muslim or Christian. And a lot of that had to do with colonization and Mm. slavery. So whether you're in the diaspora or on the continent, you're believing something else that somebody told you to believe. Mm. So what, and I'm like, Did nobody question, oh, I wonder what my ancestors believed? Now, I've read stuff that says it was more in tune with nature. So instead of having a sun god, you just worship the sun.
2: Mm.
1: Instead of having a, a river god, you just worship the river. So it was more in tune with nature. We were a lot more connected with nature is what my understanding is. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know about some indigenous West African, Central African, South African beliefs. Please let me know. I would love to learn something. Yeah. But I do want to say out in Oakland, I'm seeing that African spirituality. A lot of people refer to their elders and their ancestors and praying to their ancestors and seeing their mm-hmm. ancestors through them and what they would want for them and they also practice libations now libations is when you're pouring out usually water into some form of life and you're saying a prayer to your ancestors and your elders and everybody else and i was like i always thought about like the ogs pouring out liquor for the homies yep yep and I'm like, I just thought that shit was ghetto, but that actually had connections ah, yeah. to spirituality.
0: I learned that, um, damn, what was that like, middle school? But that shit blew my mind too back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know what the fuck it was. I thought that shit was just cool back right. <laughs> when you, I was little. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, poor old one. I ain't had no fucking homies that died at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but
1: even, but even the concept of thinking about your ancestors, like I've never, until I got to Oakland, California, I never thought about my ancestors like that. Mm. Like, name your ancestors. Pray for them. Pray for, you know, them existing has allowed you to exist and where you are in this life. Right. You know?
0: It makes a lot of sense. It, it makes you aware of how far you've come and how far you have to push forward so that your children can have more benefits of, uh, of, of being in this life than, than you ever had. Like, all the all the things that you need then require, like, education and health and all these other things that a lot of people are just really taking for granted. We need to make sure that we push the... the, the We progress. Like, we don't move back and we actually make sure that our lives are better
2: mm-hmm. in the
0: future. If we can't do that, then we're letting so many generations down. And that's what it's about. It's pushing shit forward.
1: So my... Uh, not question. I would like Christians, black Christians, to s- seek out what their African spirituality is, what African Christianity is, and see about connecting that. Like, people are so confined with what it is now. And it's like, you can create your own religion if you have the understanding that I'm using it for hope and for love and for peace and to give me some understanding of the world. So you can create your own thing. Mm-hmm. So incorporate your roots into your faith and stop reading that damn King James Bible write your own Bible (laughs) shit
0: (laughs) you might might find out that you actually like that stuff better and Mm -hmm. connect to it Mm -hmm. better and if it helps you more in a spiritual way don't just deny it because it's different or Mm -hmm. it's not Christian
1: now here's the part of but you can celebrate Kwanzaa too so a lot of Christians have this belief that because they celebrate Kwanzaa, I mean Christmas, they can't celebrate Kwanzaa. You better do both. So up on them gifts. Kwanzaa has <laughs> no religious, like affiliation. Kwanzaa was created right. for. Why, why do people think it's because a, of Hanukkah? Because Hanukkah is Jewish. Got that, yeah, bro. Hanukkah's Jewish because it has the the candelabra. Yeah. So um, not religion. So Kwanzaa is not religion based. Um, it's just a celebration that was created during the the 60s during the black power movement to say oh black people are disconnected let's reconnect them with their african culture Mm -hmm. so africans actually do not celebrate kwanzaa it's more people um black people in the diaspora particularly african-americans so kwanzaa was created by Malana Karenga, and uh, it's a week-long celebration and it honors the african-american culture so what it is is you have the Kanara, which is the candle holder, and there's seven candles. Three of them are red, one of them is black, and three of them are green. Each of these candles represent the seven principles of Kwanzaa. So the seven principles are unity, Emoja, kujijagalia which is self determination. Okay, I can't remember the order, y'all. So I'm gonna just name them. Um, <laughs> Ujima'a, which is cooperative economics. Ujima, which is collective work and responsibility. Mm -hmm. Kuumba, which is creativity. Mm -hmm. Nia, which is purpose. And Imani, which is faith. So those are the seven principles. Unity, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, creativity, purpose, and faith. Yes. And
0: after you just heard that, like, how can you disagree? We're celebrating these things and abiding by these principles. Mm-hmm. Like, what was wrong about that? I'm just saying, like, we knock so much of our own shit. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we never question why. Oh, that's just corny. Like, what the fuck's corny about Kwanzaa? Mm-hmm. That's just your shit. Like, own it.
1: And um just furthermore, Kwanzaa derives from the Swahili phrase Matunda Ya Kwanzaa, meaning first fruits of the harvest. So um again this is celebrated from December 26th to January 1st. So it's like um in prayer of the new year. In prayer for the harvest of the new year, the first fruits. And the choice of Swahili and East African language reflects its status as a symbol of Pan-Africanism, especially in the 1960s. So cause some people, black Americans are like, well, If, you know, my ancestors were slaves that came from West Africa, what am I doing celebrating something that has to do with Swahili? Well, first understand that most of the content that is African that we receive in America, like through Americans, is Swahili. So like the Lion King, all Swahili. Mm -hmm. Mighty Joe Young, Swahili. Like anything that's like Mm -hmm. African media is Swahili. So because that's the most um, known language in America. Now, if you have like West African friends, they may change, you know, type of thing. But but also because we were, our ancestors were enslaved, we may not necessarily know where we come from. So because Swahili represents this Pan-Africa and this one Africa, then we're like, okay, well, let me connect to this thing that represents the whole, even though it's not. 54 countries, hundreds of different languages, thousands of different cultures. Yeah. But... It's
0: a big continent. It's a big
1: continent. (laughs) Okay. Bigger than Europe, bigger than America, North America, South America. Okay. But, um but just understand that you can still celebrate it to have that relationship with African culture. Now, if you want to incorporate some West African tr- traditions and belief systems all for it, let me know about them. Um okay, so I told you a little bit about the origin and I told you a little bit about the symbols. Um Oh, they also have so um so you have your kanara with the candles, you also have um, your unity cup, which um, you have like, you can have like wine, but you can have water too. And when the elder starts um, with the first drink and then you pass along and each person takes a drink and you discuss an example of that principle for that day. So for unity, you discuss how that's represented in your life, how you want it to be represented, and you go through the line. You also usually have a mat um, that has like some uh, fruits and vegetables, something that can symbolize the harvest on there as well. Um, for but for now, I do want to play the song that's called Kwanzaa Celebration, and apparently, Mister O over here
0: Shout had to this Chad school had this song Lorton, when he was Jersey, growing up,
1: which I did not know. The best elementary
0: school to ever exist. <laughs> Shout out to Chad. Love everybody from there. Shout out to all the beautiful kings and queens that are still doing their thing, rocking out, being successful keep doing y'all shit i love y'all all y'all even the ones that i ain't fuck with <laughs> sorry now nah, i'm fucking with y'all but yeah this is a beautiful thing that i I got to experience when i was in elementary school i actually got to learn about kwanzaa learn about my roots and yeah it was amazing how and i didn't it really didn't hit me that i was um i was learning all these things and i, I was just um immersed in my own culture at such a young age Um, it didn't hit me that that had a huge impact until like really last year Mm. when I made my transition Um, I actually went back to Guyana and all this other stuff that happened Um, but yeah that's really when it hit me like I was like wow I really I really love being black Mm. (laughs) and like my people Mm -hmm. and I can see that there's problems and I I can't just sit idly by, and that's what the disconnect is. It's like I, and that's, I feel like and I'm that's not doing And that's what the principals you know? are
1: trying to teach is trying to teach you right. that collectivism and to work with one another and build each other up.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. Like well, I was saying earlier in the podcast, like that positivity, like that's where that's coming from. Like I'm trying to uplift my people. Mm-hmm. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not trying to do no damage. I'm not here to do no like. And that see, shit.
1: um, you were talking about the Chad School. Uh, promoting Kwanzaa but I was like when did I learn about Kwanzaa because my parents didn't celebrate Kwanzaa they didn't teach mm. me about Kwanzaa yeah, so then I was like okay well where so else Where up. else could I have learned it I wouldn't have known about it to look it up so apparently shows in the 90s were on it mm. Sesame Street had a special for Kwanzaa Blues Cruise had a special for Kwanzaa oh, Rugrats that. that episode with Susie Carmichael when her aunt came to visit Kwanzaa Arthur Had that Christmas movie where they were incorporating different beliefs and stuff. Kwanzaa. Um, The Proud Family. Everybody knows that episode with Kwanzaa. Proud Family, that's probably the most, but I love that episode. Um, Also, Everybody Hates Chris has that episode about Kwanzaa because the father was like, ooh, I don't got to get presents. (laughs) Now, with Kwanzaa, you can choose to give a present for each day. Usually, it's just for the kids, but usually the gifts have more meaning to them. Um, so they might be created. They may have just a little bit more meaning than just gifts for Christmas. So you can celebrate both. You can choose whether or not to do gifts. But um, but I was also saying like, these were all kids shows. Like, did was there any black family sitcoms to celebrate Kwanzaa? And I don't, I don't really know. But um, so I'm gonna play this song now. It really goes. So take a listen.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Oh wait, hold up. I gotta. My bad. My bad. (laughs) I started over. Okay. enjoy that that should go but um so i definitely want to incorporate kwanzaa within my family and just teaching my children about those principles of how to work and uplift and build their community um if y'all miss the rbg it's the red the black and the green and that the red symbolizes the blood that was lost and the blood that connects us the black symbolizes the people and green represents the land that we lost, the land we came to, and the hope that we have for the future. So definitely, and it's like not, it's just, it's, you know, people have issues with being pro-black and it's like not even just appreciating your blackness and appreciating your culture and who you are. That's all. Mm -hmm. So I would implore you to research, find out more information about it, but it's December 26th to to January 1st. So it's seven days. Then I also wanted to talk a little bit about Happy Kwanzaa. So you can say Happy Kwanzaa, Joyous Kwanzaa, and then you say Habarigani, which means what's the news, and you say the principal for that day. So for the 26th of December, I would say Habaregani-o. Sorry, I was eating. (laughs) Just ruining it. (laughs) Habaregani-o.
0: Habaregani. o you
1: are supposed to reply with the principal.
0: Oh. My bad. I haven't done this in a
1: minute.
0: Like I said, elementary school.
1: <laughs> well, the first day is Unity Umoja.
0: Oh, you said the first day? Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. December 26th. So, feel free. But I was thinking, so prior to... Oh, oh my gosh. Prior <laughs> to Christmas, I say happy holidays. On Christmas Day, I say Merry Christmas. And then it's like afterwards... I I felt hesitant coming up to black people and saying happy Kwanzaa because I didn't know if they celebrated it. And I was like, for Christmas, I don't give a fuck what you do, what you look like. (laughs) I say Merry Christmas on the day of Christmas and happy holidays before that. So this year, my goal for myself is to say happy Kwanzaa to every black person I see, whether they celebrate it or not. And if it opens up a discussion of, oh, what's Kwanzaa, we can talk about it. So I implore you to do the same. (laughs)
0: That's actually a really good idea. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But with that, we're wrapping it up. Um, But again, as far as your spirituality, just research. Research what you want to believe and what connects with you. Just because you grew up with it, just because your parents or your family or just whole community, like black people, we Christians. So whole community (laughs) believes in it. You'll be okay if you don't. There are other people who don't. And that's okay. You can find your own way. You can find your own beliefs. And it doesn't have to come from a book. It doesn't have to have words of definitions or labels. Like, I have my spirituality of accepting not knowing. Okay? I accept not knowing, and I'm okay with it. I don't need to know. Yeah, sometimes you don't need to. Mm -hmm. So just explore, explore your faith, your belief systems. And look into celebrating Kwanzaa and look into understanding your roots and your history and your culture. Anything you got to say, Oh,
0: nah, No, that's it, man. I, I'm just, I just want everybody to... I don't know. Just be curious about uh, your own feelings and your spirituality and what really pushes you to a better place spiritually. Um, and whatever that might be, like, it's okay. But make sure that you realize it's a personal thing more than anything else. Like, you don't need to push or, or regulate anybody else's views because you have a certain perspective. It's okay to have respect for differing perspectives, especially when it comes to faith. As long as they're not hurting you, just respect it and go with peace.
1: Peace be upon you. And with that, happy Kwanzaa. And thank (laughs) you for listening to It's So Real. All right. We up.